This Israel report is brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. The Israel Report for the latest news and insights with Anthony Reich. It is 7.47 before we go to Anthony Reich. Louis Carpus wanted to know when was the first Tour de France. According to Jude, uh, it was uh, in 1903. According to Karen, 1903, indeed, that is the correct answer. So well done to you both. Anthony Reich, a very good morning. How are you? Kertov, uh, it was good to hear from Louis that he's following the Tour de France and, of course, the success of the Israeli team. Michael Clark was uh, the Australian member of the Israeli team who won the uh, stage of the Tour de France on Sunday. Um, eight riders in the Israeli team. It's called Israel Premier Tech, which is in recognition of the partnership that they have with the Canadian company Premier Tech. Israel Premier Tech, eight riders, uh, including an Israeli rider. And, of course, the purpose of um, this uh, Israeli team is to try to put together a team of competitive international riders who can also partner with young upcoming Israeli riders to bring them up to the standard and I think that they're doing a pretty good job um, so well done to them and just uh, on another little point yesterday we had a discussion about uh, the, what's in a name and we spoke about the name of the operation mm. the IDF operation in Janine well what's in a name repeats itself today because Israel is expecting a heat wave over the course of the next week. And for the first time that I can ever remember, a heat wave has been given a wow. name. This yes. is going to be heat wave Cleon, we are told, um, which is due to start sometime later today and to last. Cleon. Um, into Cleon. It's like very strong Cleon. Wars, isn't it? Cleon. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea who was responsible for naming this heat wave or why a heat wave would even have a name. But I suppose if a storm system can have a name, um, then I suppose a heat wave could also have a name. But we are being warned that temperatures are going to be up in the 30s and even up in the 40s oh, over the course of the next week um, with high levels of humidity. And even though on some days they're saying the temperature will reach up to 32 or 33 degrees, which by Israeli standards is relatively standard in the summer. Um, but we are being warned that because of the high levels of humidity, it could like feel like 40 or 41 degrees. Um, and in fact, the temperatures are due up in the 40s um, over the course of the next week in some parts of Israel. So um, heat wave Cleon, it is. Very, very Wow, very scary in a way because it really does get incredibly hot there as it is. The demonstrations and protesters are in a full swing across Israel. Uh, so t tell us what's going to happen today. What is the latest? Where are we with it? Because it seems to be heating up. Well, let's start with the events in the Knesset last night where, as expected, the uh, bill um, to reduce the the legal system's ability to question 
government and cabinet decisions. The first reading of that bill was passed. And so that has now taken place as expected in the Knesset. It was a little bit of a circus in the Knesset with lots and lots of demonstrations against the bill um, in the Knesset itself uh, by members of the Knesset, but not only by members of the Knesset. Indeed, there were demonstrators uh, who managed somehow to break their way into the Knesset. There were demonstrators outside of the Knesset. So this has become a really, really big deal. And, and, and as I mentioned yesterday, um, there are arguments on both sides of why the judiciary should have the right to intervene in government and cabinet decisions. But as it is, the first reading of that bill has now passed. We expect that it will go to committee today again in the Knesset with a view to being passed through the second and third readings later this week. But the country has geared itself up to oppose this bill in its current form and the demonstrations have already begun. So what is happening today is that I've already heard this morning that some key junctions around Israel have been blocked and most notably, uh, Mechlafa Sira, the, the junction that leads into Herzliya Pituach, is apparently blocked. Uh, protesters are camping in the road. Uh, in addition to that, protesters have taken to the roads in the area of Modi'in. There were protesters at the airport already this morning, even though the main protest at the airport is only scheduled to take place later this afternoon. The, the Ayalon Highway north of Tel Aviv has been blocked and apparently um, the protesters have been handing out snacks to drivers who have been caught up in that blockage. Route 1 between Jerusalem and Tel Aviv currently is blocked in both directions. Um, so we're seeing substantial um, ish protests, demonstrations across the country in what is being called a day of protest, a day of demonstration, a day of disruption, some people are calling it, in order to allow the country to make clear to the lawmakers that the bill in its current form and the idea of the judicial reform in general is not accepted by the country, not accepted by most people um, out there. And as I said yesterday, many employers have given and their employees the day off, essentially, to go and participate in these demonstrations. So this is a really big day here um, in terms of how the country will demonstrate um, what it likes and, in particular, what it doesn't like about what's happening in the Knesset. Um, and it does raise up the question about democracy and how democracy really should play itself out because in a, uh, in an, uh, a classic dem democratic situation we vote people into the Knesset and they then represent the view of the majority in pursuing the agenda, in pursuing the uh, policies that they wish to pursue in the Knesset. So why is it that in Israel's democracy we have to take to the streets 
in order to demonstrate what we want. And um, I've had to think about this, and I think that the main reason is because in our democracy, we don't have a classic majority. There is no real majority rules in this country. Rather than a majority, we have a series of minorities who have come together and who have formed what is, from a democratic point of view, a majority in order to rule. But then what we have is that one minority or another can bring its influence to the ruling government to push through views which they feel are important to their minority. And so we find that there is a situation where minorities have the opportunity to rule, have the opportunity to bring their views forward. And it could well be the case that when that minority allows their views to be um, expressed in bills in, in the Knesset, that the majority doesn't agree with that. And the only way that the majority can express their point of view is by taking to the streets. And that's exactly what's happening today. Yeah, incredible. The Was this planned as a result of last night's um, bill, or, or was this already something that was in play? I mean, obviously protests well, have been going on, but today specifically. Well, as we know, the protests have been going on already for a number of months, every single week. And what's been quite surprising is the number of people who turn up week after week after week to these protests. And, of course, the center, the heart of the protest, has been uh, Kaplan Street in Tel Aviv. And that's indeed where the heart of the protest will also be during the course of today. Um, but we've seen people have already been geared up and the protest movement has really been vitalized and, and has not lost its momentum as those months have gone on and on and on. They've still main, maintained a lot of interest. The issue about how today has come about is that when it was understood that it was uh, agendered for the first reading of that uh, bill to be uh, pushed through the Knesset, the protest movement said, we would like to respond to that uh, first reading and we would like to come out and express um, our opposition to it. And so, therefore, today's protest is not um, spontaneous from last mm, night mm. after the, the first reading of that bill, but it's spontaneous from during the course of last week when it was understood that the first reading would be held today and the plans were then made in order to come out and protest against that with the full understanding and belief that the first reading would pass the Knesset quite easily. Right, and in fact, it. that indeed was the case. Interestingly, right. all 120 members of the Knesset voted last night in that first reading. It was passed by 64 votes to 56. Unbelievable. This is a, also an unbelievable story. I actually had to read it twice when I saw this in the news. The Palestinian Authority has threatened Al Jazeera over unbalanced reporting. Yes. It, it well, snowed here yesterday, you know, Anthony. Uh, and I think <laughs> it must have had something to do with this. Uh, this is a bizarre story. It is something of a bizarre story, and I think it shows just how desperate the Palestinian Authority is right now in order to try and stay alive uh, and to stay relevant within the Palestinian Authority area. Um, and this comes on the back of Al Jazeera's reporting during last week's IDF operation in Janine, and apparently the fact that Al Jazeera interviewed a number of Palestinians 
who expressed their opposition to the Palestinian Authority during the course of those interviews about the way in which the Palestinian Authority was behaving uh, relative to the operation in Jenin. And in fact, um, we've already heard yesterday when I discussed the fact that the Palestinian Authority representatives, some of them were excluded from funerals um, of those individuals who were killed during the Jenin operation. So there is clearly some sort of a, a groundswell of feeling against the Palestinian Authority here. And that was uh, played out in front of the cameras of Al Jazeera when they uh, interviewed some individuals who were very, very critical of the Palestinian Authority and of its security forces. And um, it's interesting that the Palestinian Authority representatives then wrote this letter to Al Jazeera complaining about their unbalanced reporting without citing a particular example. They didn't say this was the reason why we felt you were unbalanced uh, because of that particular article. No, they rather spoke about general a lack of professionalism in the reporting by Al Jazeera and they really kind of um, gave a general complaint about Al Jazeera without being specific at all. Um, and what was quite fascinating was that the letter that was written to Al Jazeera by the Palestinian Authority representative was dated the 6th of June. Um, and some people think that that really should have been the 6th of July rather than the 6th of June um, to coincide with um, events that took place last mm -hmm. week. But apparently um, Al Jazeera have responded to that letter. Um, and this was a letter that was written by the acting director general of the Al Jazeera media network, who dismissed the Palestinian Authority's allegations and, set, and also apparently published a letter on social media saying that while the TV channel welcomes constructive criticism designed to prefer, preserve its accuracy and professionalism, it was astonished that the Palestinian Authority letter did not refer to a particular incident that could be reviewed and assessed. Instead, the letter says, it pointed out that the Palestinian Authority's letter complained about a general accusation against Al Jazeera of not adhering to professional standards. Uh, and, and they say that this accusation they find to be untrue after their review, and they feel that their entire coverage of the aforementioned events was entirely professional and uh, up to standard. The issue, of course, for the Palestinian Authority is that they are very concerned, Fatah in particular, very concerned about uh, Hamas's influence, and they are very concerned about the uh, reporting that Al Jazeera does, because clearly many of the individuals who are relevant in their constituency would, would be watching Al Jazeera, and they feel that Al Jazeera may well be swayed to be supportive, more supportive of Hamas rather than Fatah. Absolutely fascinating how things are playing out, Anthony Reich. That's unfortunately all we have time for. We'll catch you tomorrow morning at 7.45 for the Israel Report. That Israel Report was brought to you by the Blue Agency. Your Israel property is in good hands. Owning properties in Israel can be a great investment, but challenging to manage if you're based abroad. The Blue Agency will manage every aspect of your property, finding and vetting tenants, maintaining your property and getting it rental ready, negotiating contracts and collecting rentals, reporting back to you regularly. The Blue Agency has built a reputation for trust and confidentiality over 20 years. The Blue Agency, your Israel property is in good hands. Contact us at www.thebueagency.com. Dot com.